The Commonwealth Club of California congratulates the class of 2021. We know how much you want to stay connected with the issues and influencers that matter most. That's why we are offering all high school and college graduates in the class of 2021 a free one-year membership to the club. From politics to social justice, climate to pop culture, membership at the Commonwealth Club opens up new worlds of learning and the chance to interact in person and online with today's headline makers and people like yourselves who care about what's going on in the world. Claim your free membership at commonwealthclub.org slash grads. And join us. We look forward to seeing you at the club. Thank you for joining us for another podcast from the Commonwealth Club. Well, good evening, everybody. Thanks so much for being here. I'm Peter Fish, and I'm very pleased to serve as the chair of the Commonwealth Club's 90th Annual California Book Awards. This is a big year for us. We're celebrating nine decades of honoring the extraordinary diversity and creativity of California writers. This evening, our award-winning writers will be joining us by video from the comfort of their own homes. Joining me as host here at the Commonwealth Club is my esteemed co-juror, longtime journalist and author, Julia Flynn Seiler. Over its 90 years, the California Book Awards has honored many of the most important voices in American literature, among them Joan Didion, Ishmael Reed, Amy Tan, Hector Tobar, and Viet Thanh Nguyen. We give awards in eight categories, fiction, first fiction, nonfiction, juvenile, young adult, poetry, Californiana, and contribution to publishing. For all the categories, our criteria are pretty simple. The winning books have to have been written here in California and have been published in the past year, and they have to be superlatively, unforgettably good. And, as you will see, this year's award winners are all that. They range in setting from Palestine to a newly imagined American West. In subject matter, they encompass California's housing crisis and the heartbreak inflicted upon families by United States immigration policy. Now, before we start the awards, a few very heartfelt thanks. First, to Commonwealth Club President and CEO Gloria Duffy and Club Program Director George Dobbins for their continuing support and encouragement of this awards program. Thanks to Sean Burmeister, the club's book coordinator, without whose logistical genius and energy these awards would not take place. And thanks to the club's tech wizards, Mark Kirchner and Spencer Campbell, who have worked wonders in moving the book awards from the Commonwealth Club's physical home here on the Embarcadero and creating kind of a hybrid book awards that's partly here and partly in our authors' homes. Thanks, too, to the late Dr. Martha Cox, longtime book award juror and founder of the Center for Steinbeck Studies at San Jose State University, whose generous gift enables us to give cash grants to each of our award winners. Finally, special thanks to our book award jurors. They spend months reading, discussing, and debating the hundreds of books that are sub submitted for award consideration. Then they have the tough, but rewarding job of selecting the best of the best for these awards. So, many, many thanks to Rosalind Chang, Christopher Chen, Aja Kushwa Duncan, 
Roy Eisenhart, Gravity Goldberg, Mary Ellen Hannibal, Camille Hayes, Sally Kim, Alden Mudge, Denise Newman, Suzanne Rebecca, Sarah Rosenthal, Stephen Salm, Julia Flynn Seiler, Sarah Stone, and Mary Topher. And now, onto our award-winning books. Our first category is nonfiction, presented by Julia Flynn Seiler. Thanks, Peter. It's been such an honor to work with you this year on the jury. Peter has chronicled the West for decades as a writer and editor for Sunset Magazine. Now he's teaching at Stanford Continuing Studies and elsewhere. And he's not only a passionate advocate for the California Book Awards, but also an outstanding leader as the book jury's chair. So let's get to this year's finalists for nonfiction. They are Conditional Citizens on Belonging in America by Leila Lalami, Desert Notebooks, A Roadmap for the End of Time by Ben Ehrenreich, Golden Gates, The Housing Crisis and a Reckoning for the American Dream by Connor Doherty, Island on Fire, The Revolt that Ended Slavery in the British Empire by Tom Zellner, South to Freedom, Runaway Slaves to Mexico and the Road to the Civil War by Alice L. Baumgartner. And the winner of our gold medal in nonfiction is South to Freedom, Runaway Slaves to Mexico and the Road to the Civil War by Alice L. Baumgartner. This is a deeply researched and beautifully written book that explores a little-known aspect of U.S. history, that thousands of people escaped slavery not by heading north through the Underground Railroad, but by heading south into Mexico, where slavery had been abolished in 1837. This work compels us to rethink the reasons for the U.S. Civil War. So now, let's hear from Alice L. Baumgartner. I'm so grateful to the California Commonwealth Club for selecting my book, South to Freedom, as the gold medal winner in nonfiction this year. It means a lot to me, especially because I only moved to California about two years ago and still don't entirely feel like a Californian. I grew up in the Midwest thinking that jello salad was a pretty good dessert and that winter was an unavoidable season no matter where you live for about three to five months out of the year. I've since been disabused of both beliefs and really can't imagine living anywhere else except for California, don't tell my family. And this award really seems to recognize that I am in fact a resident of California, not just now, but I hope for some time to come. In all seriousness, though, I'm especially grateful for this recognition because it celebrates the courage and ingenuity of the enslaved people who are at the heart of this book. It recognizes the resourcefulness of Jean Antoine, an enslaved man who escaped in the hold of a ship bound from New Orleans to Campeche, Mexico. It acknowledges the courage of Matilde Hennes, who was enslaved on a plantation in Cheneyville, Louisiana, in central Louisiana. And somehow, when or how, we don't really know. 
she escaped from Cheneyville to northeastern Mexico, where she found employment in the household of a Mexican family living in Reynosa, Tamaulipas. It was my incredible honor and privilege to be able to reconstruct their stories from the evidence that I found from archives in Mexico and elsewhere. And I am so honored and floored that the California Commonwealth Club has recognized their stories, their achievements, by honoring this book with a gold medal. The winner of our silver medal in nonfiction is Golden Gates, The Housing Crisis and a Reckoning for the American Dream by Connor Doherty. Deeply reported and empathetic in portraying different sides of the Bay, Bay Area's housing crisis, Doherty gracefully weaves together microeconomics, history, and personal stories, as well as the urgent search for solutions. So now let's hear from Connor Doherty. Thank you so much. Um, it just hurts me that we can't do this in person. I grew up in San Francisco. I used to go to the Y right there by the Commonwealth Club. And my parents were the sorts of people whose idea of a perfect evening out was to attend one of your lectures and then go to dinner somewhere. So hear me when I say that being honored with the California Book Award is just incredibly humbling and a dream come true, really. This state has formed me. I could talk for hours about it. I went to UC San Diego. I've been up the cables at Half Dome at Dawn. I have, at one time anyway, uh, driven from San Francisco to LA in five hours flat, which is not easy. But it's also my bookshelf. Uh, I've read the entire Americans in the California Dream series by Kevin Starr, uh, Miriam Powell, John Fonte, Walter Mosley. I just finished The King of California by Mark Ericks and Rick Wurtzman. And I'm actually talking to you from a from a hotel in San Diego where I'm here on a reporting trip. And on the plane, I started Your House Will Pay by Steph Cha. And I'm having trouble getting to uh, all my reporting duties because this book is so engrossing, I can't put it down. Uh, these are not all good stories. Uh, any Library of California uh, books is going to include books on racism and genocide and persistent social inequity that has been with the state from the beginning. My book was about housing, and I think as we all drive or walk or hike around our state today, we can tell that it's very sick. I think, though, that the way we start to solve those problems is first by bringing light to them and telling stories about them. So I really want to just thank the Commonwealth Club for doing this award for 90 years, which I think really encourages people to find the endless, uh, to, to mine the endless supply of stories in this state and ultimately use those stories to make us a better place. So thank you so much. Here's a way you can engage with these terrific award-winning books. The Commonwealth Club has reading Californiana book discussion group that meets virtually throughout the year to discuss gold and silver medal winners. The first group will be meeting on October 5th to discuss South to Freedom. For tickets, go to commonwealthclub.org and click on events. On to our next category, which is poetry presented by Peter Fish. 
The finalists in the poetry category are Bareback Nightfall by Joshua Escobar, Borderland Apocrypha by Anthony Cody, Letters to a Young Brown Girl by Barbara Jane Reyes, Little Hill by Allie Warren, and Quiet Orient Riot by Natalie Kankun. The winner of our gold medal in poetry is Quiet Orient Riot by Natalie Kankan. Kankan, sorry. The link poems in Natalie Kankan's first book, Quiet Orient Riot, take place on the fraught border between Israel and Palestine, where the poet seeks fertility treatment in the midst of relentless life and death struggles. And now, let's hear from Natalie Kankun. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much to the Commonwealth Club of California for this award. Thank you to all the judges for that reading. There's a mountain of talent in California, and this feels like a mountainous achievement for Quiet Orient Riot. I'm also really honored to be in such fine company with fellow poet finalists, Joshua Escobar, Barbara Jane Reyes, Ali Warren, and my pressmate, Anthony Cody from Omnidon. Omnidon, small press of luminous work. Thank you for all of your omniways of support and seeing. I did write a few words for the occasion that I'd like to read. When my Palestinian-American husband, Basil, and I had to collapse our home in the occupied Palestinian territory almost 10 years ago and relocate our family to the U.S. We almost couldn't bear it. We drove past Terrace Hill after Terrace Hill of olive trees and lemon trees one last time and looked at them like that. Then when I arrived at San Francisco airport with Basil and our two born daughters and a crisp new green card in my hand, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Officer looked at me like that and said, welcome home. When for months, our then almost three-year-old daughter would keep asking us, say about that small little plastic dinosaur toy she'd found right outside the Citrus Club on Haight Street, or about the beautifully little square stone she found at the bottom of a slide in the Golden Gate Park, when she'd ask us in the only tongue she knew then in Arabic, Mama, can I take this one home, meaning Palestine? I had to tell her. You can, but remember, this is not home. We're already home. We didn't feel it then, and she didn't believe us. Much has transpired since then. I began writing the poems that became Quiet Orient Riot. It became a manuscript, and the manuscript grew wings, and later blurbs, and turned book. And the discomforts and anguishes grew as well. The anguishes in the face of the gatekeeping, the tokenization, the unreading, the overdeterminations and burden of writing Palestine in English. I'm not Palestinian, but this book is. Here's to the tide turning, also in publishing and awards. I'm grateful the Quiet Orient Riot is making a quiet Occident splash. Yes, the California Book Award is also another welcome home for me, coming to me like that. And this time, I'm closer to believing it. Thank you. Our next categories are Juvenile and Young Adult, introduced by Julia Flynn Seiler. The finalists in our Juvenile category are Efren Divided, Ernesto Cisneros, 
Manana Land, Pam, Pam Munoz Ryan, The Only Black Girls in Town, Brandy Colbert, Outside In, Deborah Underwood and Cindy Derby, and the winner of our gold medal in Juvenile, Ephraim Divided by Ernesto Cisneros. A vivid debut, Cisneros tells the story of a 12-year-old whose world is turned upside down when his mother is deported to Mexico, forcing him to struggle to keep his siblings safe. The grace notes come from its resilient characters and the vibrant culture he brings to life. And now, let us hear from Ernesto Cisneros. Hello, everyone. I'd like to begin by expressing my gratitude to each and every member of the Commonwealth Club, especially the dedicated book award doers who spend months reading, discussing, and debating hundreds of books during the most challenging of times. You have my utmost respect. California is home to so many incredible authors. I am truly humbled and grateful to be receiving this award. I wish I could be there in person to thank each and every one of you. Efren divides the story of a 12-year-old boy struggling to keep his family afloat after his ama is deported, leaving him to fend for himself and for his little siblings, while hoping, while maintaining hope that she'll soon return. To be chosen as a California Book Award gold medal winner for a story about the separation of families is incredibly validating. This recognition will allow for many more Latinx children to see themselves reflected in American literature in an authentic and meaningful way. I would like to thank my entire publishing family at Quilt Tree Books, an imprint of HarperCollins Publishers, my editor Rosemary Brosnan, and my agent Deborah Warren both for taking a chance on me. To everybody watching, please remember, your place of birth does not decide how far you will go. Again, I'd like to express my gratitude. I'm humbled by this award. Thank you so very much. Our next category is Young Adult, and the finalists are The Black Kids, Christina Hammonds-Reed, Dragon Hoops, Jean Luen Yang. Private Lessons, Cynthia Selese. We Are Not Free, Tracy Chi. And the winner of our gold medal, medal in Young Adult is Private Lessons by Cynthia Selese. A 17-year-old girl channels her grief after her father's death into music. This is an elegant and harrowing portrait of musical ambition and exploitation. Now let's hear from Cynthia Selese. Hello, I'm Cynthia Selese, author of Private Lessons and gold medal winner in the young adult category for the 90th annual California Book Awards. I think the last time I won something, it was back in the seventh grade. Um, so um, this has been a long time coming and I have to say it's, it's, it's well worth the wait. Um, thank you so much for this. Uh, it's the biggest hope when you write a personal story like private lessons that it reaches people that will touch people, touch their lives. Um, I'm eternally grateful to the Commonwealth club and its jurors who love this book, who want this story to be out there and keep living. 
Uh, thanks to my writing group, my writing teachers, Janice Cook Newman and Paul Harding and everyone who supported me in this writing to my agent, Jennifer March Soloway and my editor, Kate Fletcher and all the incredibly talented people at Candlewick. And thanks mom. Well, as all writers know, sometimes you have to revise something, and we are revising the, um, the ceremony because we need to loop back and very happily and proudly give our silver medal in the young adult, young adult category to Christina Hammonds Reed's wonderful, evocative, and very timely uh, young adult novel, The Black Kids. And here is Christina Hammonds Reed. Hi, Commonwealth Club. I would like to thank you for this California Book Award by telling you two different stories about hating California. Um, my grandmother was a diehard New Yorker. She'd come to New York as part of the Great Migration, and she had every tension of being there until her dying day, until she had a medical issue, which meant that she needed to be uh, rushed to California to be near my mom and my dad and to um, have us be able to help take care of her. And whenever she'd been asked earlier about moving to LA, her response was, why the hell would I want to move to LA just to sit in my butt in the car all day? Um, after a somewhat miraculous recovery, she stuck around a little bit longer and my parents were like, hey, do you want to move back to New York? And her response was, nah, I'll stay here and drive you guys crazy a little bit longer. Um, I think part of that was that she loved being with the family. But I think another part of that is that she sort of started to fall in love with California herself. And I know that one of her happiest places in the last few years of her life was this beautiful garden in my parents' backyard where she'd sit and soak up the sun and tend to things and make them bloom and grow. My second story about hating California, which I promise is connected, is when I was younger, I was the kind of kid who hated California and hated LA and was like, I'm artsy fartsy, this place has no culture, I want to move to New York because I thought New York was way cooler. Um, but life had other plans. I ended up staying in LA for grad school and undergrad and I lived all over the city. Um, I worked all over the city. And for part of that time, I didn't have a car. So it meant that I was experiencing the city through trains and subways and buses. And I was interacting with people that I wouldn't have necessarily interacted with in my like super sheltered suburban experience up until that point. Um, and I think that Los Angeles and California for me has been kind of like my grandmother's garden, right? It's the place where I've bloomed and where I wanted to make things bloom. And for me, that meant telling this story about a very specific time in our local and national history. Um, I often talk about the Black kids as a series of love letters, one of which is to Los Angeles and California. And I am so thankful to everyone at the Commonwealth Club and the jurors for seeing and recognizing that love that I poured onto the page. And it, it means so much to me um, that you honored this book out of the like truly incredible books that the Black Kids is in company with. Um, I want to say thank you to Simon & Schuster for always championing this book and also to my friends and family and partner for loving me and and for encouraging me always and i'm super grateful to everyone thank you very very much from the bottom of my heart for honoring this thank you so our next categories are fiction and first fiction 
and they will be presented by Peter Fish. In our fiction category, the finalists are Interior Chinatown by Charles Yu, Members Only by Samir Pandya, A Registry of My Passage Upon the Earth by Daniel Mason, The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett, These Women by Ivory Pochoda, and the winner of our gold medal in fiction is A Registry of My Passion Upon the Earth, Passage Upon the Earth by Daniel Mason. A bare-knuckle boxer in 18th century London, a Civil War-obsessed Eastern European, Eastern European emigre in 1990s San Francisco, a French balloonist who seeks an ecstatic new life in the skies. In these nine stories, nine disparate worlds come to life in stunningly intelligent, rich, elegant prose. And now, let's hear from Daniel Mason. Hi, everyone. Across uh, time and, and cyberspace, I hope that everyone's safe and, and healthy, and I'm sorry that we're not together in person. I'm so honored to receive this award. I was born here in California, and I've spent most of my life here. Uh, and yet, either despite this or maybe because of it, I'd yet to set one of my books here until the registry of my passage upon the earth. So it feels like a, a homecoming of sorts, uh, not just because of some of the stories that, uh, set set here, but others that are were ways of exploring very Californian concerns: uh, our air, our, our, our fires, our hospitals, um, the technologies that that both bring us together and, and isolate us. And then, even more on a private level, uh, a register my passage just really felt like a book of the state, just because of the places and people that supported me while I was writing it. So I began it in the inner sunset um, and finished it here at Stanford, where I work now. And and in between, I, I wrote stories in apartments in the Mission um, and College Avenue in Berkeley, uh, San Francisco Public Library, Berkeley Public Library, University of California Library, Stanford Libraries. Uh, and then, then countless other benches and, and picnic tables and fields and, and, and forests in between. I find it's, it's really an honor to have been nominated alongside such amazing writers, both in fiction and other categories. And, and I'm so grateful to the jury for their time and consideration. I know much, how much work it is. Uh, I'd like to thank my editor as well at Little Brown, Asya Muchnik, my agent, Christy Fletcher, my family and colleagues, um, both today as well as colleagues of past. And I'm grateful as well to the Commonwealth Clubs. I have memories of hearing uh, your name going back to very early childhood when I would um, eavesdrop on my parents' radio. So it's really an honor to be joining you today. And the winner of our silver medal in fiction is Interior Chinatown by Charles Yu. This funny, heart-rending, irresistibly readable novel shines brilliant new light on American racism, American pop culture, and the enduring bonds between parents and children. We welcome Charles Yu. Thrilled and grateful to receive the Silver Medal in Fiction for this year's California Book Awards. Thank you to the Commonwealth Club and the awards jury for the honor of being included among the other finalists and their work. This is a particularly proud moment for me, having been born and raised in California and lived here almost my entire life, uh, including going to California public schools all the way up to and including UC Berkeley. Uh, I'd like to thank my children, Dylan and Sophia, for inspiring me and making me laugh every day. My wife, Michelle Ju, for her intelligence, 
grace and putting up with me during countless years of writer's block. Uh, without Michelle, I would not have finished this book. My parents, Dr. Jin and Betty Yu, for all of their love and for sharing their stories. Uh, and to the Jew and Lo families for their love, support, and enthusiasm over the years. Uh, I'm so grateful to everyone at Pantheon and Vintage and my agent Julie Bear and everyone at the book group. Um, and most of all to readers, librarians, booksellers, and everyone else who has read this book and shared with me their own experiences or their, their thoughts about it. Um, Interior Chinatown was published in January of last year, and since then there has been a dramatic rise in anti-Asian sentiment, harassment, and violence. In telling the story of Willis Wu, I wanted to give inner life to him, to humanize a point of view that has historically been overlooked. And I hope through this recognition, the story might reach more people. I am grateful to be part of the community of writers and readers, to be connected with you all, with other people from diverse backgrounds and circumstances. Thank you again for this honor. Um, I, I really am going to go celebrate now. Our next category is first fiction. As its name proclaims, our first fiction category honors books by California authors who have not published a book of fiction previously. Our finalists are Febre Tropical by Julie Delgado Laporta, Godshot by Chelsea Beaker, How Much of These Hills is Gold by C. Pam Zhang. The winner of our gold medal in first fiction is How Much of These Hills is Gold by C. Pam Zhang. Two Chinese-American siblings journey across a dreamlike frontier American West in a novel that will haunt you with its imagination, bravery, and imagery. And now, here's C. Pam Zhang. The acknowledgments of my novel begin with this sentence. To the hills of Northern California for holding me in splendor. I'm so grateful to receive this award from the Commonwealth Club because that is how I felt and still feel, even though I have once again left California as I have left and returned many times. I have felt held by the state in a way that I cannot shake. Sometimes the holding feels warm and welcome, and sometimes it's something that I feel trapped by, that I resent. I've spent my whole life thinking about what California means to me, it seems, and I still can't quite put my finger on it, but I know that sometimes it is this kind of primal link to a place that makes you wonder about it, that makes you complicated, that makes you revel in, as I do in this book, in its beauties and its joys and also its harshness and its contradictions. California is, I think, a question I will never have quite have an answer to and a question I will ask all my life. And I'm so honored to be part of it in this way. Our two final categories are Californiana and Contributions to Publishing, both introduced by Julia Flynn Seiler. In the category of Californiana, our gold medal goes to California Exposures, Envisioning Myth and History by Richard White, with photos by his son, Jesse Amblewhite. Text and photography combine to create an indelible portrait of the Golden State, one cast with both powerful light and shadows. And now, here are Richard and Jesse Amblewhite. I'm usually a 
very private person. And my normal acceptance speech would simply acknowledge my gratitude to the Commonwealth Club and particularly to the jury for giving this award to what is really a quite complicated book, one that reflects my own ambivalent relation to California. It's a state that I love. I grew up here. And it's a state that I've sometimes hated. I left it. But mostly, I love it. And it's a book that is different from anything else I've ever written because I wrote it in collaboration with my son, Jesse White, who's a wonderful photographer and a wonderful son. And all that's easy enough to say. But I received this award at about the same time as my wife got word that she had been diagnosed with ALS. My wife is a born-again Californian, more Californian than I am. And to have the award come at the same time that we had made it through COVID and got this news was a blow. But it also revealed my deep love for her. And I very much want to dedicate this award to her. Thank you. This book was born from countless dinner table debates about the honesty of photography, from my love of photographing the forgotten, unseen, and neglected parts of California, and my father's ability to expose the complicated realities, truths, and stories buried within an otherwise seemingly simple image. It is a result of a shared love of California and the evolution of a father and son's relationship. It is the most enjoyable project I've ever been part of, and I am forever thankful for my time doing it. March 19, 2020, in hindsight, is a complicated date to release a book if you're looking to bring attention to it. Thank you to the judges. Thank you to the Commonwealth Club for bringing attention to it. I am so honored and thankful for your consideration and your award. Thank you. I also want to thank Steve Borman, especially Lily Gilman at Norton, to my wife Maureen for letting me disappear into the vastness of the California Central Valley countless times. And lastly, to my stepmother Bev for always having the time to edit not only words, but images as well. Thank you. Congratulations to all tonight's recipients. Be well. I just got to say, I was so touched by that. So our final category is contribution to publishing. And our winner here is a natural history of the Anza Borrego region. Marie Simovich and Mike Wells, published by Sunbelt Publications. A scholarly yet inviting guide to one of California's most beautiful and biologically diverse landscapes, this book contributes to our understanding of this vibrant region. We welcome Diana Lindsay from Sunbelt Publications. Hello, my name is Diana Lindsay. I'm president of Sunbelt Publications and the editor of A Natural History of the Anza Borrego Region, Then and Now, by Mike Wells and Marie Simovich. It is an absolutely great honor to be named a gold medal winner for contributions in publishing by the Commonwealth Club and its juried members. Our press focuses on California, 
Baja California, Mexico, and the deserts that surround us. This book has been 16 years in production. The authors have taught classes at the University of San Diego on every aspect of the Anza Borrego region. The book is supplemented with what we call infographics, detailed graphics that help explain many of the details in the book and illustrations by Ann Kowalski. The infographics are by Dio Linda Montiero. I'm doubly, doubly happy about this award because it helps to bring attention to the Anza Borrego region. Anza Borrego Desert State Park is actually one third of the California State Park system. It is an absolutely diverse area with elevations from 6,000 feet to below sea level. I also want to acknowledge the graciousness of our authors. They are donating 100% of their author royalties to the Anza Borrego Foundation to help support this park. It's with a full heart that I want to thank every member of the Commonwealth Club and its juried members for this award. Thank you very much. This concludes the 90th Annual California Book Awards Ceremony. Congratulations to our medal winners and to all of our finalists. And I want to thank them, as, as uh, Julie said earlier, for um, sharing a little bit of their lives, their working lives, and, and their personal lives and their remarkably thoughtful and moving um, uh, comments with us. So on behalf of myself and Julia Flynn Seiler, thank you all for joining us in the celebration of the depth and breadth and creativity of California literature. And as always, happy reading. Good night. You've been listening to the Commonwealth Club of California. Hear thousands of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like what you've heard, please consider supporting our work and help us bring 500 programs a year to listeners like you. Go to commonwealthclub.org donate. Think your way around the world with our travel programs to exciting domestic and international destinations. And when you're in the Bay Area, please join us live at our events. Thank you for listening and for your support.